Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Mashallah, mashallah, a lot of you are listening to us. And Ummurda Yusuf, uh, drive time for the afternoon. He's listening to us from Broncos Spirit. And Alhamdulillah, I can tell you something that uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain taught me when I got into broadcast. And he's always told me, Shafa'at, make sure that you read two rakats, nafil, before you go on air. And I will never forget, uh, forget Mufti for that. He embraced us, he celebrated us, and he ushered us into the broadcasting world of Islamic broadcast, where you have to be on the straight and narrow. And Alhamdulillah, Summa, Alhamdulillah, on this a beautiful, beautiful morning, he is uh, joining us uh, with yeah, quick fire Q and A, Mufti uh, Mufti Saab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You put a smile on the dial. You add spiritually uh, spirituality. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. These auspicious uh, days and uh, this auspicious month. Uh, how are you doing, uh, Mufti Saab? Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We thank Almighty Allah Jalla wa for the wonderful days, wonderful nights, wonderful moments. We think about all the hajj and the hujjaj. MashaAllah, today's day is the ninth of Zulhijjah, the day of Arafat. And we, inshallah, today is the eighth year. So, inshallah, we continue with the Q&A. Barakallahu feek. Uh, bless you, Mufti Sahib. Lots of questions are coming through. This one says, uh, so much of talk of who and who can go for Hajj and who cannot go. I turned uh, 65 in June, uh, got my pension funds and had uh, made intentions of going for Hajj next year. Seems I am barred, Mufti Sahib. I'm rather sad. What should I do with the money, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We as Muslims should always remain firm, positive, in the mercy of all, Mighty Allah, Jalla Wala. Read two rakat salat daily, and inshallah, after Maghrib, after Isha, Tahajjud time, Ishraq time, or after Zuhr, and read Surah 2, chapter 2, verse 128. Wa arina Rahim. Oh, beloved Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj, Makkah, Mina, Arafat, Mustalifa. And forgive us, O oh Allah, innaka antat-tawwabur rahim. Verily, Allah, you are all forgiving, very, very merciful. Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, teaches us in Surah chapter 22, verse 25, wal-bad. Remember that the Haram Sharif, Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifa is equal for people who are residents, people who are from far and distant places. In the haram area, if you just make intention of deviation and transgression and oppression, Allah says we will unleash a painful, terrible, horrible punishment. I am also over 65, but perform a hajj, alhamdulillah, several times. So this is absolutely haram, what the Saudi regime are doing. And MBS Murtad bin Shaitan and his cronies are responsible for all this mess. He's an absolute disaster for this ummah. So you keep on begging all, Allah. Allah is the king of kings. And remember, inshallah, one day we'll be together on Maidan Arafat, on the plains of Arafat, with the grace and mercy of all, Allah. Ameen, Summa Ameen, and Allah keep you now and forever, Mufti Sahib. Hey, without you, 
I cannot broadcast. I must have you as a source of reference. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Can we fast on Monday, the day after Eid al-Adha? Mufti? Remember that there are five days Muslims are not allowed to fast. The day when we celebrate Eid al-Fitr, when Ramadan Mubarak finishes, then the next day, first of Shawwal, that's the day of happiness, celebration. Similarly, Yom al-Nahar, the tenth, that is the day of slaughtering, sacrifice, and Ayyam al-Tashriq, the eleventh, the twelfth, the thirteenth. So in South Africa, mashallah, we will celebrate Eid Sunday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So those four days not allowed to fast. And first of Shawwal, the day after Ramadan finishes, then the next month starts. So these five days we are not allowed to fast, brother. It is Ayyamu Aklin wa Shurbin wa Zikrillah, the days of eating, drinking, and remembering all might Allah. When you study the lives of the Salaf Salih, our pious predecessors, they would ensure that during those days they would consume from the Qurbani meat. Why they would take from the Qurbani meat? They would say, This is Duyafa Amin Allah. This is, we are the guest of Almighty Allah. And Almighty Allah commanded us, Kulu, Atimu, you must eat, you must feed, and others. So, therefore, Almighty Allah wants us to eat and drink during those days and not fasting. Hence, fasting on the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th of Zulhijjah. Absolutely haram and not permissible. Assalamu Please ask Mufti for a dua to help with financial issues, Mufti. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informs us in the Noble Quran, chapter 7, verse 180, 180. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala has wonderful, beautiful names. So invoke and call Almighty Allah by His beautiful names and read, Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahabu. So you see Nabi Sulaiman salam after reconstructing Majrul Aqsa as mentioned in Sunan Nasai, he begged all Mithya Allah Jalla Wala chapter 38 verse 35, Rabbi Habali Mulkallah Yambaghi Lihadim Min Ba'di Oh Allah, grant me such a vast, magnificent kingdom that you will not grant anybody after me. Innaka antal wahhab. You are the best of giver. So read the 99 names of Allah and read Ya Wahhabu abundantly, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahab. My grandfather is 87 years old. He messes himself and complains a lot about forgetting stuff. He's even forgotten his surahs and some dua. Must he still perform salah? Is he sinful for missing a few salahs, uh, Mufti Saab? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informs us in Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 286, the last verse of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2. La nafsan illa capability, capacity. He is still in his senses, but he's gone senile and so forth, so leave him. And let him perform salat and so forth. He's ma'azur. And in that way there, that he must just make a fresh wudu. And then read the first salat. And that is acceptable in that situation. My cousin is also selling a cattle for Qurbani. He comes into my yard and tells customers he can give them a better deal. I want to confront him. My mother stops me, telling me, Rosie comes from Allah. Please advise, uh, beloved Mufti. 
Obviously, what your cousin is doing is totally unacceptable and haram. You can't be coming in somebody else's shop and farm and so forth and tell clients and customers, I can give you a better deal and so forth. In Islam, we have hukuk and hudud. Hukuk means to fulfill the rights of creator and creation. And we have hudud, there are limitations and parameters. How can you barge in my yard and so forth and so on? So definitely unethical, un-Islamic and not permissible. That he must be told that what he's doing is absolutely haram in Islam. I'm married for three years now. My wife is continuously lying and now I don't believe a word. She says, Mufti Saab, how do I address this issue without upsetting my little baby boy? In a case like that, the best thing for you is the baby boy should be the binding factor between you, the husband and wife and father and mother. So start ta'aleem in your house. Daily read Quran Sharif and daily take Riyadu Salihin of Allama Nawawi Rahimahullah, one of the greatest scholars of the Shafi'i school. And inshallah, then the fear of Allah, the love of Allah will develop. So why people speak so many lies and propaganda and so forth, or half-truth? Because that respect and love for all, Allah, has disappeared. Our iman and faith and conviction has become weaker and weaker. So we need to reaffirm that and we need to enhance and increase that. So that will come about when we read our five daily salat on time and we read Quran Sharif. We start ta'aleem in our home and the best book will be Riyadu Salihi. So it is available in various the translations and languages. So try it, but remember, consistency is the key. Alhamdulillah. Can I buy sheep on credit, Mufti Saab? Things are tight, but I want the family to enjoy the spirit of Qurbani. Your advice, Mufti? Remember that if you buy it on credit and there's no interest and so forth, so it is permissible but not desirable. But alhamdulillah, you got the intention, you made the intention. So inshallah, Allah Ta'ala still can make means for you. You got today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday only is Qurbani. So inshallah, you turn more and more to all. Allah, ya Wahhabu, Ya Razaku, Ya Basitu. And inshallah, if it's willing buyer, willing seller, no interest, so that would be permissible, no problem with that. Jazakallah for that, Mufti. Can a Muslim get into partnership with a Yahudi and a Nasara? And in most cases, Mufti Saab, we are their tenants too. Your advice? One is being a tenant. Second one is to become a partner in a joint venture and so forth and so on. So all Allah Jalla Wala warns us about that in chapter 38. You know Surah Yasin is chapter 36. Then Surah Safat is 37. 38 is Surah Swad. Go read chapter 38, Surah Swad, verse number 24, and you will find. Never mind non-Muslim and Yahudi and Jew and Christian or whoever. Almighty Allah speaks of partnership with a general connotation, Muslim, Muslim also. That verily majority of the partners, they make zulam and they oppress one another. Except those people who possess true iman and they continue with the righteous deeds and actions. Then see what Allah says. And they are few, and then ma, ma, 
var i Bahamia, Heskam, so to say, extremely, extremely few, few people will you find of that caliber, وَقَلِيلٌ مَعْفُمْ So the fatwa will be in the light of this Quranic verse and the hadith I will mention now. It is permissible to enter into partnership, but remember this courage. But once you go with non-Muslims, then... <laughs> When you go on non-Muslims, then obviously you have to worry about the interest factor. You have to worry about the merchandise and commodity that you will be selling and so forth. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, All Almighty Allah jalla wa la states, Hadith Qudsi, Ana thalithu shariqain. My rahmah, my mercy, my assistance will descend with the two partners. Ma lam yakhun provided that there is no khianat in amanat, no breach of trust. Open bulughul maram, mustad ahmad, various compilations. Therefore, our fatwa will be that remember we must rather abstain and refrain than getting involved in partnership. When I issue fatwas and write it down, then we put a small note. Remember. <coughs> A partnership is a ship that does not sail very far. Partnership is a ship that does not sail and go very far. Well said, uh, uh, Mufti Sahib. People in Durban like that. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum. Can I slaughter an animal myself on Eid day? I have my monthlies, uh, Mufti Sahib. Yes, my sister, provided that you know how to slaughter and you will not be leaving the animal in great pain and torture, then it is permissible. There is no problem with that. A lady who is in a haze, a menses, a napaki, Islamically she can slaughter, provided that she knows how to slaughter. And before slaughtering, you say, Bismillah, Allah, Akbar. And if you read the Quranic verses before the Qurbani, excellent it will be. إِنِّي وَجَّهْتُ وَجْهِيَا لِلَّذِي فَتَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَعْتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَلَمِينَ So that will be a highly recommended and desirable. Uh, Mufti Saab, a close friend of mine, uh, loves borrowing money, small amounts though, but uh, does not pay back. Is it better to avoid him or, or should I confront him? He is a garib, Mufti Saab. Remember that such people, they, they love just pinching money and so forth and taking loans here, credits here, accounts here. So you must at least bring it to his attention that what he is doing is unacceptable and haram. Sunan Nasai, Hadith Kitab, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought all my Allah's protection. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri wa dayn. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from blasphemy and kufr and debts. Sahaba were amazed and astonished. So waited dayna bil-kufri, ya Rasulullah. Oh Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's like you almost equated debts with blasphemy and kufr qala na'am. The master, alayhi salatu salam, said yes. Therefore, there is no room and place for capitalism in Islam. So you must at least address the issue with the person there. And thereafter, you don't sever ties with him, but you curtail ties with him. Because this will just cause bigger problems for you and him in the future. What is this a pledge line thing uh, with organizations, uh, Ramadan, Hajj? No, no peace for us to concentrate on our ibadat. Uh, someone's always hounding us, uh, Mufti Sahib. Please uh, put a stop to this. 
Mufti, how do you advise? Remember, the problem with today's organizations is not to serve the people, it's to serve themselves and their family and friends. I mean, that's the bottom line. So what happens, everyone will give some Islamic reason, connotation, and they will get some Mawlana or some Sheikh or Imam or Mufti or somebody, and he gets his share out of this whole thing here. So the problem today is Quran Sharif is teaching us in the beginning of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, you must believe in the unseen. But unfortunately, today the Ummah by and large says, they believe in the unseen, they say, how we can use Islam and pocket some money, use some money, and enrich ourselves. So that is why they have all these type of things here. Definitely un-Islamic and not permissible. Jazakallah khair for that. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, please ask Mufti if there is anything wrong with keeping your whole sheep after Qurbani. Mufti Saab. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us kulu wa at'imu wa dakhiru authentic hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, that you eat from the Qurbani, you feed others, and you store it also. So all that is permissible. So if you are asking, you slaughtered the goat, the sheep, the cow, camel, whatever, and you kept all the meat. So Islamically, the fatwa verdict will be permissible. But we will suggest to you and say, is virtuous and meritorious even a small portion that is not necessarily has to be one third but even less than that give out to the poor then the Hanafi say you can give to the poor a Muslim and non-Muslim or you can give you must remember to rich people as well but the Shafi's humble is and them say the recipient of Qurbani meat must be Muslim so that is their verdict so what you are suggesting permissible but preferable give out something to poor people people as well, so they can also enjoy the spirit of Eid al-Adha. So many Molanas tell us not to let our children study law. They say it is not Islamic. Please advise, as we have uncles and nephews who are in this profession too, Mufti Saab. In Islam, to be a lawyer is permissible, but to be a liar is not permissible. Quran Karim teaches us very clearly, وَلَا تَكُلْ لِلْخَائِنِينَ خَصِيمًا You know that person committed murder, premeditated murder, but as a lawyer you tell him no. Don't confess and say you are guilty, say you are guilty of manslaughter. You know that client is guilty of rape, but that person will say, no, brother, you must confess and say sexual assault. So that's where the problem comes, when we start lying and we start telling the client also to lie so that he or she can get off. So that is what Islam is teaching us. Always it must be justice, deen, maliki omid deen. What is the meaning of deen? Deen means justice. That is what Islam stands for, economically, politically socially, so our whole law, a system of law in Islam is based on justice, whether it's Muslim, non-Muslim, whoever are the opposing parties. So to sum it up, in Islam, to be a lawyer, good, provided you are not a liar. Well said the Mufti Sahib, uh, this question says, my uncle preaches to the family members non-stop, but he sells of vuvuzelas and sporting clothes and equipment in his uh, shop. Surely this is Islamically non-compliant, Mufti? 
All Mighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions principles and laws in the Noble Quran. So when you are alone with your uncle, tell him, please read chapter 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse 2. Verse 2, right in the ending, All Mighty Allah mentions the golden maxim, Cooperate with one another in piety and righteousness. Do not cooperate in vices and sin and transgression. So that's exactly the point I made just now. People find the money sweeter than the honey. Remember that. So they will bend the rules this way, that way, all we call it hila, bahana, and loopholes, and try and justify it and so forth. So obviously what you mentioned now, so that would be un-Islamic and the income will be tainted, polluted, and not permissible. We'll uh, make this our last question, Mufti Saab. Allegations of uh, medical practitioners are putting money as priority to treat patients is making headlines. What is the repercussions for Muslim doctors who fall into the Fulu syndrome, thereby compromising the Iman? Uh, Mufti Saab? I mentioned many a time we don't paint everybody with the same brush, but we need to be practical as well and see if you just take this pandemic and scamdemic, that there was no pandemic. Today everything is coming out. But so many doctors, Muslim, non-Muslim, were on the take and they were getting kickbacks and commissions and so forth and promoting the vaccine one way. So once you start doing these type of things, you know you are being disingenuous. You know you are being dishonest to your people and the ummah just for your personal gain. So all that that type of income is haram and you become a mal'oon, a person who's cursed by all Mighty Allah Jalla wala, because now you are looking at your personal gain over that of the society and therefore Islam has golden maxims in <coughs> What Imam Malik, Imam Malik rahimahullah has mentioned the hadith of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la dharara wa la dirara fil Islam. In Islam you don't cause harm to yourself nor do you cause harm to the society so that's why we need to be very very circumspect and careful in this regard. Barakallahu fiqh, barakallahu khair to you brother Shafat Ahmad Khan, brother Yusuf Asmal, Faisal Asmal and the listeners make dua abundant Brilliant indeed, adding value to Q&A on uh, Sirius FM and Alhamdulillah, keep it locked on uh, to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting and a lovely programming uh, coming through. Remember, uh, there will be 40 Duruds and I from the Noble Quran played and our Mufti A.K. Hussein will be inshallah giving uh, the Kudba, the translation of the Kudba live from the Holy Lands. And Alhamdulillah, well, I must tell you, uh, you who's listening to us? So many of you have listened to us. Uh, this is a message from the UK. He says, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmed Khan, what a bonus uh, having Mufti A.K. Hussain uh, with uh, you on uh, Sirius FM. I really enjoy him. Allah keep him. You can hear Mufti's got a cough. May Allah make it easy for him. Yeah, now and then. But you know, Mufti talks all the time, and he's serving the deen with a distinction and makes special du'as for him. And, uh, yeah, our mufti, as I said, is a source of uh, reference. Yusuf Asmal, once again, Jazakallah Khair for Top Tech. And uh, people, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting. Lovely nasheeds interspersed from the team and I. Till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum 
ورحمة الله وبركاته